Hello and welcome to the next episode of Eddie and Matt Kickley coverage. Wildcare Weekend is done and dusted and we're reviewing the, those games. We'll also be doing our, our preview for the divisional rounds and our picks and a little bit of the coaching update. So, uh, yeah, we'll get stuck into it. We'll start with the uh, Saturday night games, which is the Bills losing 19-22 to the Texans. As predicted, the Bills did give the Texans a pain in the ass, uh, but the Texans put some soothing ocean on there and uh, put some steel his on and fought back. The Bills uh, took, took the Bills into overtime. Uh, they both had dismal positions. Um, Texans drove in 73 yards. Deshaun Watson put a hell of a drive together. And Kami Fairburn knocks over a 28-yard field goal. And job's done. A lot more clutch than people giving credit for is Kai yeah. Fairburn. I think it would be, I think it was best kicker in the league last season, and this season is not be too bad. I think the difference in this this game, while the I know it's not a real little bit clutchness of both quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson in the in the clutch is probably his best. But Josh Allen's not really had to do that that much. He hasn't had to be the driving force to win a game. No. And obviously, he could have put this game to bed if he'd have had a bit more a bit more nerves about him. Because I do think his implosion had a lot to do with it. The get the play calling wasn't great either, but. End of the day, he, he's going to have to get in his time, isn't league. He's going to have to learn and grow to be able to be like, right, I need to do this. I know he's called this, but this needs to be done every now and again. Do you know yeah, what I mean? The more situations he's in like that, the more the more experience he'll become at him, the better he'll be at calling the right play or seeing the right play or seeing the right coverage or the right, you know, the right play to call if he's been something wrong. I mean, they're a young team as well. They're definitely going to have more opportunities at playoffs. It, it looks at Patriots through in decline, depending on what happens at quarterback. It could all... I mean, it's probably not ever going to be a point until Bill Belichick retires that the Patriots are, are not a good team. But they can start to rise up now as they start to decline. And, you know, there'll be more opportunities at playoffs, I think. Because that division looks like, other than Jets, it could end up being a pretty decent division. I've got a lot of confidence in, in Flores, in Miami. Mm. And I've got a lot of confidence in... Uh, and I think the fact that he's like what what he did last season, I think he should have got some some looks at being um what do you call it, coach of year because to get four wins out of that team is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. The way they started the season, everyone thought they were gonna do like uh they're gonna lay a duck. Oh and sixteen, yeah. right? That's what we all thought. Because yeah. they give away all their assets, nobody thought, Oh, it's gonna be an 16 season and then they went and kicked some backside. But no, I think there's going to be opportunities for Bills, no matter what anybody else thinks. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the next game then? Because we've got, we've got to rattle through this pretty quickly because my tea is now ready. Yeah, <laughs> so, on the next game then was the uh, the Titans beating the um, the unbelievable Patriots 20-30. Uh, tight game with the Titans leading 14-13 at half-time. Um, the second half was a punt fest. The longest drive of that, the second half was 39 yards until Tom Brady, uh, in potentially his last game as a Patriot, passes out of his own end zone. Uh, the, That's bollocks. Yeah, the, it's going to be that think, season. The, well, we'll see. The, the pass deflected up to Logan Ryan, the former Patriot, and he runs it in nine yards, and it's all over. Um, End of the day, it's a deflected pass. It's not his yeah. fault, is it? Patriots tried to Miami miracle it, but uh, couldn't pull it off. Uh, big up to Derrick Henry. 34 carries, 182 yards, and a touchdown. Right, just to, just to, sit, to show how, how important he was in that game. Tannehill threw, for 50, threw 15 passes, eight completions, 72 yards, one touchdown, one pick. That was all on the back of Derek Henry. That he's unbelievable in like and back end of the season. Yeah. Isn't he? I think that's the thing with him is you don't see much of him. You don't see much. You don't see much. You don't see much. And whether it gets a bit and cold, then all of a sudden he passes Halloween and that's it. He just turns it on, doesn't he? Exactly. It's crazy. I can't believe there's there's like that much 
extra to his game just because it's cold. Yeah, it's mad. And I think a lot of it is because he's such a unit and when he's moving that quick and he's that big. No one wants to say No, like when that. it's cold, you don't want to get that. But when it's going to throw you something out that, you really don't. Uh, even yeah. if you're getting paid to do it. <laughs> yeah, the difference was basically there were no offence really in no. game apart from Henry. So obviously it gave it advantage to Titans. Both teams played decent defence, but the lack of offence by Patriots that made it easy for Titans to defend. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it was, quite, it was quite a shot to wake up to. It was a, it was a nice shot to wake up to because we moved up at the uh, Titans window. So, you know, we'll take that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to quickly on to the next game then, which was the uh, the Minnesota Vikings beating the New Orleans un- un- unbeatable New Orleans since uh, 2020. Overtime walk-off win for the Vikings. When we had that one before? I couldn't believe it. Uh, Cousin made a couple of amazing plays in overtime. Uh, played well in the regular time, but not brilliant. Didn't turn the ball over, though. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but the, the, the big thing for me, for the majority of the, maybe the first 40 minutes, was keeping the Vikings day off the field by putting long drives together. Um, so when they did come on, they were fresh. The key for me, well, when the D were on the field, yeah. well, what they were doing. Yeah. I think if you look at the fact that they put Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin on it inside so they could be able to penetrate past guards, because guards are weaker than tackles, what Saints. And I know it's been said on all different platforms, but to me, it just seems it would a stroke of genius by Zimmer to be able to do that. They're not going to be able to do that this week against San Francisco 49ers, because if they'll just bounce it to outside and then they'll be off, there'll be no one to stop mm. them. But in this situation, in this game, it was just... It was beautiful to see, yeah. and obviously they just didn't adjust, didn't pay, uh, didn't Saints, and out of playoffs again. They got the little bit of controversy, which is a load of bollocks, but they didn't deserve to win that game. They didn't deserve to get to overtime, and Vikings got what they deserved in game. Yeah. Just, just a quick note on that: my lucky pants are still undefeated. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll scoot on for the last game then. Uh, Seahawks seventeen, Eagles nine, and this game was pretty much all over when uh, Clown landed on on Wentz. Uh, and his head bounced off the turf. Josh McCowan tried his best, uh, but it wasn't enough. Russell Wilson. He talked, did you hear about him tearing his calf off a bone in second Josh quarter? Josh McCowan did. Yeah. And then he played two more quarters, two and a half more quarters. Absolute warrior. At 40, 40, 40 year old, yeah. And had a decent game. Tried running about and yeah. stuff. Good God. Can you imagine if he'd have had his, his bloody calf on bone? Yeah. Could have bloody won that game. I mean, I thought he looked a step slower than usual. Yeah. But, right. but who'd have thought that? That's unbelievable. Absolute massive effort from the kid, wasn't it? Well, from the, from the lad, from the man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Russell. I felt bad for him. I don't think I don't think um, say uh, Seahawks were amazing, but I don't think they were ever in danger. I think the new wet game one, the thought, well, we don't need to hammer it home. We can lay back a bit. We'll just try and control clock, and that's what they did. Yeah, they did well. Uh, the, the, I mean, when that, when that situation happened, when the, when McCowan came in, thought, right, I think we can just sort of like he's off here because right? Wentz might be in the, the, the factor to win winning. Uh, but as soon as he went out, I mean, we said in, in groups, I don't know that, you know, it, this is, this is it tongue in cheek a little bit. It was the Eagles' time now when they when they got the back of quarterback. But it's unfortunately, I say, yeah. when, 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 he's, when, he, when he tore his calf muscle, then that was it pretty much over, wasn't it? But it was plenty of fighting and fair play to him. I can't see him being shot of a job next year. If he, no, I can't. If he either. wants to play, then I reckon someone will take McCowan. If he's got that sort of moxie to play with, like, on he's one, not a one, star, one. is he? He's 40 year old. He's happy to back people oh, yeah. up. He retired before Eagles got into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the uh, the wild card round. I think it was a it was a good. I mean, it was every game one score game with it? Apart from well, yeah, everything was within eight points, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good weekend. No blowouts. Excellent work. Right, uh, we've got our divisional round preview then, which is uh, the four games we've got Saturday night, which is in about what hour and a half time. The Vikings kick off against the Forty Niners. Succeed against. Yeah, the I'm seed. not confident. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm always confident. I'm always confident in the Vikings winning. So I'm picking the Vikings to win that. I'm, 
I'm going to 49ers. I think the difference for me is this. Obviously, we're a bit more tired. Yeah. A lot of their defence has come back. People have been mentioning about, oh, look at all the points that's been put on 49ers and all this in the last five weeks. It's like, yeah, look who they've played in the last five weeks. They've played in big games already, bigger games than played Vikings in divisional rounds, and they've won. George Kittle's a mismatch weapon. Juice Check is a mismatch weapon. Debo Samuel, I think he could have a big game. Emmanuel Sanders is amazing. They've got best play caller in game, potentially. They've got best defence in league from this season apart from Patriots. The secondary is the only bit that's a bit suspect. Apparently, it's raining like mad, so that kind of makes that a little bit easier for them because we're going to have to bump ball. The only thing I've noticed is they're a bit slow getting to outside, so if we can bump the run to the outside... and you know, Which is what we tried against the you know, sensors, and that didn't work too well because they're quick on the edge. But if we try it on the... Uh, yeah. If we try it, on, if we try it against the 49ers, we might be all right if the weather's... If it is bucketing down. Keep an eye on it. I mean, if yeah. we put it right-hand side, we might be all right, but... So, like I say, if, if they can make a few big plays, Vikings, which I don't know, because you never know which Kirk Cousins is going to get, maybe it'll be good, but I'm going to set 49ers. Yeah, I think Kirk's, uh, after the overtime win, his confidence is going to be up. I mean, Zimmer's going to be right in his ear, let him know that, he, you know, like what you showed up, showed up in big games, he can do it. So, go out there and do it again. Uh, yeah. Darwin Cook gets 100 yards, so I think we're laughing. Uh, yeah, that defence turns up, but I think turn up last week and we're definitely laughing. I think I'm going to make my prediction now for next week the winner of this game is going to go to the um, Super Bowl for the Super Bowl. NFC. Yeah, my, my worry is as well like if, if the difference here is they can put the ball down the field where it's Saints cunt unless they're chasing them up. Mm. Garoppolo can hit them deep ball. The, any pro- time, the problem is though, if you say if it's, if it's bucketing it. down, they're going to have the same, same problem as us throwing it. Yeah, 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 which is the only issue, but like I say, that is a worry to me anyway. Yeah, I honestly believe if 49ers get to the championship game, they'll get to the Super Bowl, but I don't think Vikings will, as daft as it sounds. I know it's super negative. I know that's how I play game, yeah. but you've got to play two teams that have beat you already, one beat you twice, and it just doesn't fill me with confidence. No, well, you know, I'm, I'm the optimist. Uh, right, we'll move on then to the... Uh, well, I suppose it's still a Saturday night, Saturday night game in America, but it's Sunday morning here, at quarter past one in the morning. It's the, uh, the six-seed Titans against the number one-seed uh, Baltimore Ravens. I'm looking forward to watching this game as much as I'm looking forward to watching yeah. Vikings game. Well, I'm dreading watching Vikings <laughs> yeah. game. But I'm actually looking forward to watching this game because I think it's going to be a, a smash-mouth mm. game. They're going to try and run ball. They've, got, they've both got explosive weapons. The difference in this game is going to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's, going to have, he's going to have to turn up big. But the thing is, I think the fact with the Titans is they're going to think about this. They're going to have a good game plan. And Jeffrey Simmons has got good penetration for the middle. And I think if it, he's going to be able to cause trouble for that centre. And if he can get after... Um, Lamar Jackson and making panic early on, he might throw some iron balls. Yeah, I agree completely. The both teams match up very well, apart from a quarterback, and that's going to be the difference, isn't it? If the Titans can disrupt Lamar yeah. Jackson, I think I think Tannehill's a better thrower. Yeah, but obviously Lamar Jackson's shown what he can do with his wheels. Lamar's a better Lamar's be, Lamar's best running back yeah. on pitch, and he's a quarterback. So what, what are we saying here, mate? I'm, I'm, I'm proper time with this one. I'm going to have to go Ravens, to be honest with you, just because of experience and that obviously they've played less games. They're a big team, so they'll be able to stop Henry. I think the fact that they've got a big front seven, that's going to make it a lot harder for Henry to pound ball in. And I think the fact that their secondary is good enough to stop Tannehill. Do you know what I mean? If it was someone like, I don't know, Russell Wilson, I'd have a different opinion yeah. on it. If you put Russell Wilson on Titans, I think it'd be a different game. But the issue is it's Tannehill. It can, if he starts running about, it could cause issue. They say, right, we're going to run. We're going to do what they do and run at them. Then maybe, but I just I find it hard to believe that like that they can beat them. And if they do, fair play to them. I'd love to see them have a run at championship. Yeah, I'm taking Ravens, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Titans do it. 
No, it won't shock me. This is one team where I said it'd be a bit bar lake for anybody, and that includes uh, Ravens, who've been the best team in the league this yep. season. Okay, then the next game is tomorrow night. It's uh... Oh, I've just seen that Thielen's active for the 49ers for the game. There's a lot of worry about his ankle, but he's going to be active. It was just a cut. It yep. was just a cut. It's officially active. Right, okay. Uh, five past eight tomorrow night, Sunday night. It's the Texans at the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I think this is where the Texans. Well, the Chiefs. This is where Texans yeah. wheels come off. I think the Chiefs are there. They've got enough, haven't yeah. they? They've got enough. I think the difference is the Chiefs' defense has stepped up a bit more, but their offense has also always been consistently good. You've got what everyone says you've got Andy Reid off, off a you know rest by a week. They have to write up some plays. Patrick Mahomes is getting healthier every week, and Deshaun Watson will try and do it on his own, and he'll try and make a game of it. But I just think the difference is going to be that the Chiefs have got a good pass rush. Uh, with Chris Jones and Frank Clark. And then I think, obviously, you get J.J. Watt, but which J.J. Watt are you getting? Is it going to be J.J. Watt from second second half of that game or first yeah. half? Yeah, you know I know what, exactly I mean? what you mean. If he, they're going to need a big game from J.J. Watt, D.J. Reader, Whitney Merciless, because that secondary is not great. And obviously, receiving weapons for um, Chiefs is unbelievable. Yep. Okay, then the last game. Oh, we've I both think got, both, got Chiefs there, yeah? Nice yeah, both yeah. got Chiefs. One. No, okay. sorry. We'll pop on to the next game, which is 11.40 UK time tomorrow, which is the uh, the Saints, the, sorry, the Seahawks, Saints. Seahawks at the Packers. Uh, I'm not going to mess about it. Yeah, I would straight on the Seahawks. I reckon they're going to do that turn them off. I'm going to go with Packers. Mm. I think the, the difference in this game is going to be this. I know Aaron Rodgers has not been great in the last couple of games, but how close he's been with some of the passes he's been making, he's just missed. And I think if he starts clicking, it's going to be different. I think they've got a better running game than the Eagles have got. I think they've got a passing game where the one Adams and Lazard can make some happen against the secondary of Seahawks. And I think Aaron Rodgers is the type of person who can put ball on money. Uh, the difference, obviously, I know the secondary at Packers is unbelievable. I don't think DK Metcalf is going to be out of feast. Tyler Lockett is going to need to have a big game. Is Marshawn Lynch going to be good enough to be running ball? Is Hope, Travis Homer going to be able to run ball on him? I know they're not great against run. But these two running backs aren't exactly stellar anymore. No. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, Homer's young, and Lynch is just, you know, he's just getting back into rhythm. I can just see Packers winning this in a close one. Yeah, I can. I can. I, the, the, the weather conditions aren't going to affect the Seahawks that much. I think they're going to run it all right. I don't think they're going to run it as, like, as well as a lot of people expect. I think they'll run it enough. It's going to be a case of yeah. the, the the Packers are going to have to beat the, the Seahawks rather than the Seahawks having to beat the Packers. I just don't got that feeling. It's there yeah. for Seahawks to win. Um, okay, then we'll skip quickly on into the coach. I put couching updates on my notes, but it's actually coaching updates. Uh, the Cowboys finally got around to firing Jason Garrett last Sunday. Uh, yeah, and the day after they hired Mike McCarthy, uh, they got Mike Nolan as their defensive coordinator from New Orleans. Uh, I think he was their linebacker coach or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, do you know what? Their linebacking card is actually really, really good. I know they want the best against us, but. They had a couple of injuries on line on their linebacking core, but their linebackers this season, considering they want like classes elite players, were really, really, really good. I think he'll do a good job. Likes to do a little bit of everything. I think he'll do great for uh, Cowboys, especially with linebacking core they've got. They'll be able to accentuate that because that's what their their defensive strength is. I know the, the defensive line is pretty good, but the linebacking core with Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch and yeah. They're absolutely amazing. Probably the best linebacker pair. Very, very good. Uh, they've also picked up uh, John Fassells as their special teams coordinator for the Rams. And it looks like Colin Moss staying as the OC, which I think is good for them. Although he's a, mm. he's a little bit of a yes man, I think, from what we've seen this season. I don't know if that's going to be good for the... I think it'd be good for Colin Moss' development as a OC. 
he'll be able to see what MacArthur likes to do. Because MacArthur's obviously worked with someone who's ever passed yeah. before. Except the difference here is he's going to get told the need to run more. I think he's going to have more influence in you know squatting team building than he did have in Green Bay. And I think obviously if they can get that signed, it'll be good for him. They're going to have to have a good draft though because they've lost a fair few pieces. They have to franchise tag Amari Cooper, and they're going to have to get um, Dak re-signed. Byron Byron Jones is going to have to go. Um, but they can, like I said, they'll have to draft a cornerback, I reckon, because they're going to have a decent enough pick. It'll be someone pretty good. Uh, the biggest coaching move for me that stinks a massive stinks of shit hugely is the Rams decline to renew Wade Phillips' contract. Uh, a bit of an edge scratcher with his defense improving from last season. I think they were nineteenth to thirteenth best. Uh, veteran defensive coordinator insists he wants to continue coaching. I'm sure he won't be out of work for long. I think it's a shit house move by Rams. You don't, yeah, the thing is, you don't you don't know how much it's going to be. You don't know about whether they've already got something in pipeline. Yeah. You don't know because obviously their offense has suffered, and as their offense suffered due to how defense has played, do you know what I yeah, mean? Def- as silly I mean, as it sounds, sounds. It, it sounds daft, but I, I know it sounds. But I mean, the defense has improved over last on last season, which is meant to be a really good defense. I think it's a bit. If they're looking at if they're looking at long game though, what's the point in having someone who's that, of that age? I'm not being awful, but you don't know when he's going to yeah. die. <laughs> okay. As awful, as awful as that sounds, you don't know, do you? Because he's quite old. You want to be able to see someone who can say, right, I want to do this with this defence and in this time it'll be able to get to this point. Whereas I think he's going to be Armstrong anyway mm. and they're going to have to build through youth on that defence. Whereas he probably likes what he's already got and obviously want to invest some money into that defence some more. So instead of getting Ramsey and he's going to be ice-paid corner at league. And then you've got um, Donald. He's ice-paid defensive tackle in league. It's a lot of money on that defence already. But like I say, you need youth on that defense to get it to a stage where it can develop. And obviously, he might not be the type of guy to develop youth, more the type of guy to work with what he's got and improve what he's got as opposed to youth. To I get you, but I still think it stinks a little bit. They've got rid of him because he's old, basically. Um, okay, Giants yeah. have filled their coaching uh, vacancy left by Pat Sherman's firing with the former Patriots special team coordinator slash wide receiving coach Joe Judge. I ain't heard of him either. Um, the, <laughs> the Panthers knew I could. I'm not being funny about how good it's special teams. That's a fair it's... shout, actually. I mean, yeah, that's a good call. People will say, no, look at how bad the fucking wide receiving cards have been for the Patriots last season. Oh, the wide receiving card that he took over because the wide receiving coach, the wide receiving coach had left to be the coordinator for the Dolphins. Yeah. So this guy had to do it on... on as well like as his year's as well, yeah. Exactly. And his receivers were Julian Edelman, who was old as fuck. Mohamed Sanu, who never really took off even in Atlanta. And then a rolling carousel of who's uh, uh, who's, you know what I mean? Exactly. Right, okay, we'll move our chat with them to the Panthers. Their new head coach is the former Baylor head coach, Matt Rule. Uh, Rule's an impressive record at Baylor, turning them from 11 and one in two, sorry, 1-11 in 2017 to an 11-1 team in 2019. Uh, Panthers did a similar thing with yeah, Tampa. Panthers have got to be hoping that you can do something similar for them. Ah, yeah, get him a 1-15 season. We'll be able to forward to that. <laughs> uh, okay, Washington have added Scott Turner as an offensive coordinator. Uh, his most recent job was a quarterback coach and the interim OC at the Panthers. So, Rivera has got someone who knows. Um, so, it's, it's probably he'll have a hand in, in his appointment, I would imagine. Uh, and then the Browns are now the only team that are still searching for their coach. With the, I mean, their list now is now. I've got my interview. I've got my interview next week. Oh, good luck with that. I think. Uh, their list is now down to uh, the Saints DC, Dennis Allen, the Chiefs OC, Eric Bieniemy, the Bills OC, Brian Dable, uh, the Pats OC, Josh McDaniels, Ravens OC, Greg Roman, the 49ers DC, Robert Sala, Eagles DC, Jim Schwartz, the Vikings OC, Kevin Sof- and, and, and Kevin Savansky, and then uh, still in the frame, but it looked 
this podcast MVP, Eddie Edwards. <laughs> and then uh, it looks like they have cooled off on Urban Meyer, which is not surprising, I suppose. Especially, well, well, retires when it don't go his own since way. I, since I tipped him last, year, last week to uh, potentially be the, be the dark horse. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, they'll get, we'll be one of those guys I mentioned, I would imagine, but that probably means it's not going to be any of them. Oh, well. Yeah, big shot. I think it's a big shot. I mean, I hope you get the job, mate. I really do. It'd be nice to uh, see, see, see you excel in, a, in something you'll do well at. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. Good defensive team with some explosive <laughs> offence, I reckon. That's enough. You've had a curry as well. Um, right, yeah. do you want to add anything <laughs> else real quick? No, I'm all right. I'm all done. I'm just, just, just obviously saying, like, like I obviously hope Vikings do win, but I can't see his winning. Yeah. Um, I'm going 34 15 to 49 You think we'll score that many, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to garbage time. <laughs> uh, right. I think I was about to say, I'm not going to pick the score. I was going to predict we're going to win. And then that's us done. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you've liked what you've heard in this very quick podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we pick all the same? We picked all the same team. Apart Vi- yeah. from Packers uh, and Vikings. Yeah. No, I picked Seahawks, you picked Packers, and I picked Vikings, you picked Niners. So we've got the same for AFC. But they're the games we didn't pick yeah. up. That's all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you've liked this, uh, obviously, if you like, give us a rate, review, and subscribe. If not, this has been Taysom Hill as a cheat, but uh, Daniel Halunter is he is elite. Podcast, you can contact us at Eddie and Matt OKTC at gmail.com or using the handle at Eddie underscore Matt OKTC on Twitter. Enjoy the divisional rounds unless you're a 49ers fan, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.